Hi, everybody. Oh. Oh. You what? didn't look at me. I was hoping you would look oh. at me. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm always like at my little area. I know. I was making fun of you. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh. Ah. I have my cl- my eyes closed. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. I am learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series. This week, we watched season three, episode 13, Radio Bart. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin is going to kick us off with some specs from the big book. Sure. Yeah. Um, Radio Bart is production code 8F11. It was written by John Vitti, directed by Carlos Beza. Original air date, January 9th, 1992. Uh-huh. Happy New Year. I, I, I know that like when I was young, they advertised these things, uh, these little uh, microphones that would like connect to like 88.1 or like something you mm-hmm. know on the radio. Did you ever have one of these? Uh, no, I didn't, but I did have like a little radio, like it had a little microphone connected to it. Uh-huh. That you could carry around and like sing songs. Yeah. It was like Fisher Price or something. Yeah, I seem to recall having one of those like plastic. Yeah, it was, like, it was totally uh, mine of... was blue. Uh-huh. I think mine was like the I don't I think mine was white and had I, boy, I'm digging in my memory now. Uh. I think it was white and had like colorful buttons at the top. And it would also do things like play tapes, you know. Yeah. Play cassette tapes and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't I'm looking I, I don't know if I can find the one I remember. I was very young when I had it. I would have been very young too. I was remember yours? that I remember that Oops, mine had shoot. a um mine had a uh, no, not co- that not that one. Uh, it was a cord and I can't see it. Yet. Oh, I think that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. close if that's okay. not it. Yeah. But it had uh, definitely had like the wired up phone cord yes. attachment to yes. it. Uh, I remember that cuz I chewed on it. <laughs> That's what uh, I. That's what I remember. Are there any like therapists out there listening? Like, are we just really fucking weird? And <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one might have been it. Hey, I used to think that like some of those experiences, I, some of those experiences I had were just me. But like, I, meme culture has brought it to light that like a lot of the experiences that I had as a as a little kid were very common experiences and what i mean is in terms of like biting on things and chewing on things mm-hmm. uh especially like uh especially like the the foam footballs that always had a bite taken out of them yeah yeah like i i remember playing with those those footballs and they always did they always like somebody yeah. had taken a bite out of that's it that's true that's true i'm trying to send this link to you so you can post it post the picture oh, okay on the Insta. um yeah, I yeah I had that, but like, I did not chew on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I was too busy doing other stuff. Uh huh. Okay, I just sent it to you. Okay, we're good. All right. All right. Taking care of business here <laughs> while we record. Uh huh. Okay, let's move along. Okay. All right, Radio Bart. Yeah. Uh, I will start with a synopsis here. It's Bart's 10th birthday. Oh, this, by the way, the synopsis is from the Simpsons Wiki at simpsons.fandom.com. It's Bart's 10th birthday, and one of his presents is a radio microphone, which he promptly uses to play practical jokes on everyone. Matters spin out of control, however, when Bart pranks groundskeeper Willie by making him think that a little boy named Timmy O'Toole has fallen down a local well, and the entire town becomes involved in the trick. Yes, I have seen this episode. 
I know. I, I assumed that you had. I realized I had seen this episode when I'm jumping ahead a little bit. When the names go by on the TV screen for the people's birthdays uh-huh. on the Krusty show. Yeah. I was like, oh yes, I I know this episode. Oh okay. Um, I don't know it well, <laughs> but I I have seen it. I can't say that I know this episode well, but I definitely remember being young and watching this episode because when Lisa reminds Bart about his name, I remember that. Mm. that sequence the shot sequence there where mm-hmm. it goes from him to the bottom of the well mm-hmm. um and i uh i like i i, I couldn't tell you the last time i watched this episode like, no i it, it was probably because of me because i'm like why do you say it's the birthday boy or girl or you're the birthday boy or girl oh, when yeah. somebody has a <laughs> birthday see like it's been so long like i would not have been able to identify to you that that w- came from this episode yeah i like i know that sequence obviously mm-hmm. that but i uh anyways yeah yeah they, wow, we get to uh, we get to talk about animatronic bands Great. <laughs> in a little while. <laughs> okay, so we uh, so uh, we open up we open up on the credits. Um, the uh, the uh, chalkboard gag, golly, uh, the chalkboard gag uh, was I will not carve gods. Mm-hmm. So Bart is breaking the I believe it's the second commandment, isn't yeah. it? You know, if it, I'm sure the big book really mentions that. And it, because it likes to bring up when the kids break commandments. <laughs> it, does, it does like to bring up when the kids <laughs> break commandments. That's, that's weird. Uh, and then the couch gag was one that I don't think I've seen before, uh, which is uh, the, the wiki identifies it as the swapped around places couch gag. But yeah, they're, they're kind of ca- like bouncing around. Yeah, I would have called it like the bouncing on the couch gag. Yeah. Um, yeah. That That's. That's exactly what they do. They bounce around <laughs> and then they flop and they swap. Uh huh. Did um. Uh, it, I don't know if that's on any others that, uh, but I guess I could find out on the wiki here. I can but look. either way, okay. So we open up on a scene uh, where we are in the Simpsons living room, and Homer walks in, and Lisa is dancing, mm-hmm. and we immediately get one of the, uh, one of the like classic Simpsons meme images. Yeah, which or is a, a, a GIF image. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of my favorite GIFs. Mm-hmm. gifts however you want to say it um of lisa with her arms in the air wiggling around i used to say gif but yeah i think popular opinion has has converted well it the to man GIF. who invented the file format has come out to say it is pronounced gif well fuck that guy <laughs> okay there's only there's uh, this is only used one other time this couch gag okay and it's at long last leave well, hmm um, and it says it's a sta- a snapshot montage with other episode gags. So, oh, there you go. Okay. So, anyways, Homer walks in and Lisa is dancing, and he uh, he says, "Oh, isn't that cute?" And then she starts doing the hands up thrusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's doing like the Running Man at first. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she's yeah, she's like, and doing she starts the she starts thrusting, and we get like this this sort of like Elvis Presley, you know scandalous moment i guess here like when elvis uh, premiered he was scandalous because he wiggled his head yeah yeah well i was uh, yeah kind of because she's doing that and and homer does not like that she is doing it right but then he sees all the sexy ladies on the tv and he's like oh yeah we get this hey where in god's name did you learn that kind of and he turns and sees them you know and he's like, whoa, He does dancing. not scream like I just did. Um, he- what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> he's just he's enamored with the, the ladies on the TV. My question is, what show is she watching? Uh, she is watching. Oh, man. What was the name of that show? Was it Solid Gold? Is that what you're thinking of? Because oh, that's what I thought. No, of. I don't even know what that is. Okay, that was a show. Uh, hold on. There was. Oh, a, it only ran until 1988. I so think maybe wasn't. she's watching like uh, there was an MTV like dance party, how, okay. like house music party show that ran when we were younger, but okay. I don't remember. Yeah, like it's like I feel like it's kind of like an American Bandstand TRL. Solid Gold was kind of like an American bandstand thing. Uh-huh. Like I understand, as I understand it, I never watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Some, yeah, I, like where my mind goes with that is like Soul Train. Yeah. Uh, but this was not Soul Train. No. So it's uh, just like young people on TV dancing around. Yes, with lots and, of colorful lights. <laughs> yeah, and she is enjoying, and Lisa is enjoying watching them and participating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Homer is entranced by all the sexy ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his eyes, you see a reflection, and then you see him drool, and you see the dancing lady in his drool reflection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, Lisa comes up to Homer and says, can I have some money to buy Bart a birthday present? And he just opens his wallet and hands her a big wad of cash, mm-hmm. to which she notes, this is $110. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then he hands her the entire wallet. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, and then we cut back to the show. Um, <laughs> and the guy is like, that's very righteous. Funky C, Funky Do will be back to lip sync on another one of their hits right after this. Mm-hmm. Millie Vanilli yes. slam right there. Um, which the wiki doesn't mention, but that, that's okay. Um, what year was that Millie Vanilli issue? Was it uh, was it ninety one? I think it was nineteen ninety one. Uh, so, anyways, um, we uh, he continues to speak, and he uh, the announcer comes over and says, "Hey kids, why sit in? Fr- oh, this is a commercial. Hey kids, why sit in front of the TV when you can be on the radio?" And it shows. Uh, a sequence of children playing with a toy. It is a microphone that broadcasts onto the radio. Uh, the first, <laughs> I think maybe this is intended to show that this commercial is for adults to make it look like the kids are having fun doing something that the adults would do- enjoy because the kids are singing Great Big Convoy. Yeah, <laughs> which is a funny um, a funny song for a little kid to be singing. Uh-huh. Um, apparently... Originally, it was meant to be the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is also funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but they know they went with this for whatever reason. <laughs> Isn't that Edmund Fitzgerald? No. no? Edmund Fitzgerald is that Gordon Lightfoot song that they. <laughs> yeah, it's like. That is literally what I just sang. Well, you made it sound like a military march. <laughs> You made it sound like the Edmund Fitzgerald was going into war. Okay, okay, okay. You, it sounded like Wild Blue Yonder to me. <laughs> hey, is it the song that goes like this? No, it's the song that goes like this. That is literally the same tune. That <laughs> Shut I just up. Sang. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that it was originally meant to be that, to, to, like, like uh-huh. little kids singing about. I think either of those thinking. would be good choices, but yeah. uh, uh, Convoy... Convoy's pretty funny, too. Con- Convoy is is funny and yeah. also is a little more upbeat. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a military march, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... 
You singing the Air Force song? Yes, that's what it sounded like you did at first. <laughs> I, you know, I know all the words to the military songs. Did I say? Have I told you that? Uh, no, you haven't. And I know, I know all the songs, but I only know the baritone parts. Of course, you do. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, okay, so Homer sees this commercial. Uh, the <laughs> the little boy's singing, and Homer's like, "Oh, he's like." That could be Bart. Mm-hmm. And so he, Homer, yet again, falls victim to TV advertising. Yeah. And yeah. We've seen this now several times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we saw it in um, Saturdays of Thunder. Uh-huh. Uh, with uh, I, I Can't Believe They Invented It. Uh-huh. Uh, Marge, at that point, I think she leans in at, during Saturdays of Thunder and is like, are you buying junk off the TV yeah. again? He very clearly has purchased a foam dome. The foam dome. As well. The sugar cube maker. Uh-huh. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, anyway, so the commercial continues. He's like, throw your transmitters away. There's a super, the superstar celebrity microphone lets you hear your voice through any AM radio. And then, um, <laughs> you see a guy driving down the street in a car and he's, and he's like, Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. And like all the sexy ladies flock to him. You know how they're like, Dee-hee. yeah. Uh, so Homer responds, he's in for some loving. Yeah. And so the commercial continues to say, it's the perfect gift for birthdays, graduations, board meetings. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> and, uh, Homer says to himself, Bart's birthday is coming up. But order now. Supply is limited. Yeah. Limited. And, th- and this is what gets Homer. He And he immediately picks up the phone and starts and calls. And he's like, do you have any of those microphones left? And the guy's like, uh, a few. And uh-huh. you see the warehouse that's just full of them. Yep. Um, the, this, uh, the premise of this product has come back. Um, but I do uh-huh. believe they are Bluetooth now. So you can hook up a microphone to your car oh i (laughs) when i first started using tiktok i would get a lot of um women like moms driving around Mm -hmm. like singing into the microphones to embarrass their kids and like dropping them off at school Uh (laughs) (laughs) um which was pretty funny yeah uh i guess i guess like this sort of thing will forever continue like as long as yeah People enjoy hearing the sound of their own yeah, voice, <laughs> which I don't. I don't think is going away anytime soon. So, no. I mean, li- listen to us. T- Touche. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> here we are talking. Uh huh. Talking on a Sunday morning. Talking on a Sunday morning. Um. Talk a talk a talk. So anyway, um, uh, he calls Homer calls and purchases uh the microphone and he says, "Hey, has he got any of those microphones left?" And the man is sitting in a warehouse that is absolutely slap full of these microphones. I already said that, but oh, um, did you? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, then we cut to Homer and Marge in bed, and he's like, "You know, Marge, I think Bart's really gonna like my birthday present this year. It won't be like those shoe trees I got him last year, or the paper shelf, or the shelf paper I bought him for Christmas." <laughs> um, it is hard to buy gifts for people like some people it's just impossible i think to get like a good gift for so like Mm -hmm. like i so like i come from a family of people who are fat and (laughs) like i for a number of years since i live in you know i live away from my family i would i thought man what a i mean what better gift to get them than like a box of omaha steaks i know that they'll eat them Mm -hmm. because we're fat and you know uh, and it's still like considered to be like a nice gift, 
And I will never forget the day that I was back down visiting them and I opened up the big freezer and there is like seven years worth of Omaha steaks just sitting in the freezer. Well, your fatal flaw there was buying food that somebody had that they had to prepare when they eat almost every single meal out. But the thing <laughs> is that they cook out burgers and stuff. Like, right. I, like I just, I was just like, what in the world? And they were like, well, yeah, well, <laughs> and, yeah. I was, and I, was, I was like, I was like, I'm not buying these for y'all anymore. They're expensive. And so like, I like seven, seven years worth, seriously, like, you know, of those like packages, the, you know, the Christmas bundle packages or whatnot that I sent to them. And so like, then like, I tried to buy them like some like designer body wash, like something that, you know, they, that they were going to use anyway. Mm -hmm. And I, I like would go in, like, it would just be sitting in the bathroom, like as full as the day that I gave it to them. I, so like, I don't know what to get like people. I, I don't know what to do. So I just kind of show up and cook food Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Um, gift giving is hard. <laughs> it's true uh -huh. <laughs> especially for certain people who have like everything um so anyway uh homer <laughs> homer, t homer also tells marge robert's really upset um homer tells marge that uh he's gonna buy bart's love yet <sighs> homer <laughs> not a great tactic but at least that is not like the crux of this episode that's uh that's the phrase that i used to search on the frink was, I'll, buy, I'll buy his love yet. I searched, uh, you're the birthday boy or girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then we cut to uh, the next day. Uh -huh. uh, Homer is measuring Bart on the door. Yep. And <laughs> he's got his little wavy line for his hair, which is funny. Um, and then Bart sits down to watch the Krusty the Clown show. Mm -hmm. And Krusty tells Sideshow to bring out the cake. And he does, and Sideshow Mel trips. The cake kind of flies, but lands in a way that it is still edible. Yes. <laughs> it does not fly all over the floor. Um, so then, But then Krusty kicks Sideshow Mel in the butt, and his head goes yeah. flying into the cake. Yeah, and then he catches on fire. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> so uh, everybody's laughing, and then um, Krusty says that, while Sideshow Mel mops up, let's see the name of our Krusty birthday pals for today. Mm -hmm. And so this is the part where I'm like, oh, yes, I have seen this episode. Uh -huh. Because Bart gets real close to the TV. And he's like, all right, here comes my name. And all these names go whizzing by super quickly. And Were you trying to see Bart's name? I saw it, yeah. you did. Okay, I, I, I saw it too. I, was, I could not identify any other individual name. Yeah, um, so... I, I'm sure there's a lot of little Easter eggs in there um, for, uh, like, just, you know, people's names and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I lost my spot on the freak. Uh, oh, we're here at 324. We okay. So, anyways, Bart says, wow, that's the best eight bucks I ever spent. And we both went, aha. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we did. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty hot topic right now, uh, huh? We are recording this on November 13th, uh, the a couple days after Twitter rolled out Twitter blue in which you can purchase your own verified check mark for $8 a month. Uh -huh. Um, and the fallout from it has been pretty hilarious. Y y yeah. Like I, it doesn't, I, I don't think it matters who you are. Like 
don't buck up against the internet. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yeah. Like, do not try and take on the internet. I believe the phrase is "fuck around and find out." Yeah, you will. You will lose. Yeah. So, like, uh, like this, and paired with some other issues, like has taken the forty-four billion dollar purchase, which frankly seems a little steep for Twitter, uh, and has reduced its value supposedly to something to the effect of eight billion dollars. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that, but it's yeah. It makes me laugh. And, like, it's also fucking with, like, large corporations because yeah. somebody created an Eli Lilly, quote-unquote, verified account. Mm-hmm. They tweeted that insulin is now free. And the the stock prices of Eli Lilly, f- like, plummeted. Yeah, they lost, I think they lost, like, $30 billion yeah, in it was, market cap. Yeah, it was wild. So, yeah, fuck around and find out, Elon. That's like it's just not it's just not wise to do like well and the the fact of the matter is too is he has fired so many people uh that could deal with these issues but now they can't apparently twitter doesn't have a communications team right now yeah so Uh, (laughs) yeah and i mean it it all it all started with like the stephen king response to the what was then twenty dollars per month for a verified account and you know, he's Stephen King essentially said, I don't need this. If I have to do this, I'm out of here. Well, yeah. And, and then, like, you know, there's the the fallout from advertisers pulling out and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff, which is just, you know, I, it, like, yeah. I know that I know that we are on Twitter, <laughs> uh, but I have struggled the entire existence of Twitter to, of tr- in trying to figure I, out. I have Twitter, I like personally, but I never use it. Every so, I read, I'll go on and read, but I never, I hardly ever tweet. Every so often, I will go on there and like try, you know, to post a thought on my personal account or something. But I always just kind of feel like I'm being forced to like try and figure this thing out that I don't, I don't really love. And I know that like. I know that at least one of our listeners prefers the Twitter platform, but like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand what you get from Twitter that you don't get from other forms of social media. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's wider spread, like, and it's not as like, you're not, well, I mean, depending on who you are, you're not putting as much out there as you would say on Facebook. Right. Because you're not linked to like this other profile that you know, has all your personal information if uh-huh. you chose, if you choose to go that route. Yeah. I don't know. Like, a, like a lot of it, a lot of the value of Twitter is selling personal data. So, well. <laughs> and ads. So like, you know, it's, it's all, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I like it. I, I, I read it just to see like what's going on in the world uh, in terms of like what's not being reported in the news necessarily. But other than that, I don't really use it. Yeah. I, well, either way, uh, it's <laughs> it, things seem to be not going particularly well. No. Uh, we talked to our our like financial person. We're not rich, but we have uh, a friend who helps us with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Hey, yeah, we're going to invest in Twitter." He was like, "No." We, we were <laughs> we, were, we were joking. We uh, were joking. But he was like, "No." <laughs> that was also the day that Meta laid off like eleven thousand people. Right. So. Anyway, um, moving on. Okay. Bart Bart congratulates himself on spending $8 on putting his name on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandpa then calls and says, 
Bar, um, Barge comes in and says, your grandpa's on the phone. He wants to wish you a happy birthday. Uh, isn't that nice? And Bart tells her to take a message, which is funny. He's like, I'm off to hit 40 different lo- or 46 different local merchants for free birthday goods and services. I think I watched like a live, like a live action Facebook or uh, Instagram story the other day of one of our friends going around and doing this exact thing. You know, getting- it's something I've kind of like always thought about doing, but I just haven't done it. Uh huh. Yeah, like just going to every place that you get something free for your birthday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts out by going to finish Q Butterfats for the free birthday Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we get a good visual gag here because there's a, a poster on the wall mm-hmm. that says, you know, free birthday Sunday. It looks like a big Sunday. And it's like this tiny little thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. A little thimble thimble of uh, of ice cream. Uh, and but hey, it's free. So he said uh, the, uh, the, the uh, merchant, the clerk <laughs> says... The ice cream scoop man, <laughs> the soda jerk. I guess he's a soda jerk. I don't. Know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, he says eat it and get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes over to Jake's for a free shave. Mm-hmm. Jake's unisex hair palace. Yep. And then um, he goes to what? Oh, I don't know if it says the name, but he he gets a free tango lesson uh-huh. from a woman named Rosarita. Yep. So we see that as he's dancing with her, an alarm goes off on his watch and he says, I got to go to my birthday party. Uh huh. So she, you know, tells him farewell. She seems really sad that he's leaving. (laughs) I guess he's a good dancer. Yes. And um, this is when we go to. I mean, he was dancing pretty well. He was. Yeah. He was doing it. Yeah. I have never stepped tango. I don't think. No. Have you? No. Are you kidding? No. (laughs) You danced for like years. I I know. But like I didn't do ballroom. (laughs) Uh, the way my foot hurts right now, that sounds like the worst possible thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, so then that's when we go to, what's it? Wally, Wally Weasels. Wally Weasels. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Bart's walking in, he's greeting everybody. Yep. Martin is there. A couple of other just ancillary kids are around. Nelson is there. Yeah. He's doing, Nelson is doing what every kid has always dreamed of doing, <laughs> which is standing yeah. at the front or standing at the launch pad of the ski ball and, and just, just throwing, them. The, throwing the ball straight in 100, 100, 100, 100. Yep. Um, then uh, Wendell's there. Uh huh. He's also playing ski ball. And then we see Wally. Yep. Wally comes out with a big piece of pizza. Uh-huh. Did you did you go to Chuck E. Cheese when you were little? Is was there one around here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where yep. was it? It was in um, Hampton. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yes, I did. I had a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. I ha- have attended many birthday parties at Chuck mm-hmm. E. Cheese. That's for sure. Did, yeah, they never they did not have a birthday song, did they? Not that I remember. I don't remember them. either. I remember having to go up to the front, and they're like, "Okay, happy birthday! What? How old are you?" Mm-hmm. And I said, seven. <laughs> I was seven. Uh huh. Um, yeah, but I don't remember. Do you remember there. the names of the animatronics in the band? No, because as you know, <laughs> and as our listeners will learn, I do not like the animatronics <laughs> in the band at Chuck E. Cheese. They freak me out. <laughs> they are terrifying. I just followed a TikTok account of somebody who does like re- like. Uh, restoration. Restoration. Thank you uh, for some of the old Chuck E. Cheese and Showbiz Pizza animatronics. That person is a psychopath. <laughs> uh, and as Caitlin knows, one of my, if not my favorite YouTube video of all time, was someone who took the all. They're called like All Star Band. The Showbiz Pizza Band. Yeah, right? the Showbiz Pizza Band, and set it to uh, st- a pop lock and drop it, 
which is an amazing video. And the reason I like it so much is because it toes such a strong line between being funny and, and being absolutely terrifying, ho- like horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that it's it it's so like it's so, it, 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 I have of I have a personal theory that horror and and humor are the same thing. It's just about tone that's different. And this video like flips back and forth through the video of being really weird and being really funny to me. Uh, and so I it's it's my favorite. You should look it up on YouTube. Just look for Pop Lock and Drop It uh, Showbiz Pizza, and it'll pop up. It's horrifying. <laughs> I do not, <laughs> I do not enjoy it. And you know what it is? It's their dead eyes. That's what does it. And like the fact that they like stare at you and then they start blinking and talking. So, Ugh. so, you know, uh, uh, what was his name? Robert Brustein, I think his name was, he was a, uh, a critic, a, a New York theater critic for many, many years. Uh, and I believe he was known for being particularly harsh, uh, mm-hmm. but he wrote a book about comedy and one of the things that he says about comedy is that uh, the mechanical is what makes it funny. So, like me walking, like think about like me walking around the grocery store that time as a robot. Yeah, you remember? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was funny to us because like I was not being human; I was being mechanical. That was not the same day you scared the old lady, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was not. Um, and then, uh, or like somebody like. In, for example, say uh, the bit "Who's on first, Right? Yeah. What they're doing is, you know, in, in constantly repeating and constantly getting it mechanical. wrong. Yeah, it's like yeah. a mechanical repetition. Uh-huh. And so, like, I would say that that's part of like the horror that you experience because, again, in my opinion, they're the same thing. It's just about tone, mm-hmm. and because you approach them with like this sense of distrust, you see them being mechanical, yeah. and, and it it's and it's scary. scary to you. Uh, well, anyways, I, I don't know that I would classify it as scary. I would classify it as making me uncomfortable and unpleasant. Uh huh. I don't like it. Maybe you fall. Maybe you qualify that in the same way that I qualify like crank anchors. Like, oh, I, I hate crank anchors. I too. do not like. I do not like crank calls. Secondhand embarrassment is is hard. Yes, they, yeah, they make me very. That makes yes. me very very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I am not afraid of getting a crank call. Uh, I have received crank calls before. I get them every so often from Steve Jackson, <laughs> um, and I, I, I like am not afraid of making one, I guess. But like, I hate listening to two people that I am not involved with, like yeah. doing. Yeah, doing I don't that. like it either. <laughs> um, I, for me, I'm just like those people have shit to do. Like you're exactly. calling them at their job. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Like I used to watch this YouTuber who would go through drive-throughs and ask for like shit that they just did not have uh-huh. at the restaurant. Yeah, and it was like painful. I hated it. Um, yeah, he, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. Anyway, so, so anyways, Wally's coming out, he's got the pizza and, uh, oh, I meant to say earlier. So the name of the uh, animatronics oh. in the band, if I remember, there's five of them, right? There's Helen, who is the bird. There's Chuck E. Cheese, obviously. Yeah. There's Jasper T. Jowls, uh, who was the dog. Okay. And then there was Munch, who was the blue monster who played the keyboard. And then there was Pasquale. No, I always called him Pasquale, but I think his name might actually be Pasquale. Pascal. Pas- Pascal. Pasquale or Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. Um, yeah, no thanks. Uh, and that, <laughs> so, like, and also, too, like, it's confusing because Showbiz Pizza is, like, the same premise. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, they just were different characters. Yeah, they were direct competitors. Yeah, uh, and they actually, as I understand it, their mechanical instruments, the the, the band, 
were the same. And they had the gorilla. Yes, they had the gorilla, uh, which is in that video. Yeah. <laughs> but they like like the, the mechanical guys are the same company. Like 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 okay. the band that made the Showbiz Pizza and the Chuck E. That Cheese. makes sense because the cheerleader at Showbiz Pizza, which is horrifying, <laughs> looks like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I got I fucking hate that cheerleader. Oh my god. It's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's terrible. I got that song playing in my head right now. I know you really do. <laughs> I know you do. So, so anyways, uh, 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 anyway, Wally is out. The kids are following him around. And obviously what we see is this really great device that I think, you know, maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much, but like the eyes of the person who is inside the suit are mm-hmm. clearly expressing that he is, uh, you know, he's annoyed. A dude. He's a dude in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah it, uh, you see kind of the same with the Capital City goofball. Yes. It, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, use yeah, the yeah. same like style, I guess, uh-huh. is the best way to describe it. Uh, so the kids, like, of course, swarm around him. They're like, hey, do something funny. And he's like, all right, later. Why don't you go bug your parents? Uh-huh. Um, Bart then finds the Larry the Looter video game and starts playing. Um, and then... Then we get into the very famous yeah. uh, birthday song. So Bart gets pulled up to the front, and the animatronic uh, uh, the Wally animatronic says, mm-hmm. uh, "Hey there, I hear it's your birthday. How old are you?" And Bart starts to answer, "Well, I'm." And of course, it's he's not yeah. actually listening. That's great. Would you like us to sing you a special song? Hell, Hell no. no. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Ready, Senor Bavarotti? <laughs> Bavarotti. Bavarotti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "I'm." Ready. And then he's they start singing yep. the You're the birth you're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday boy or girl. Yeah, and um and then the beaver's tail falls off and catches on fire. Uh-huh. Which is funny. And the um, a, a nod to the fact that like something was always broken about those Yeah. It, it, like and almost always maybe this is where you get the dead eye like sense from like Almost always, it, the one that I went to, it would be one of the eyes would not blink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, so then Bart's opening his presents. Patty and Selma are there. He opens his present and he's like, what the? And it's a label maker. Did uh-huh. you ever have one of those? Yes. Yeah, my father too. got one for something that he was, I, I guess he was like labeling his tools or something. And... uh and uh, we would go rest. I mean, you start putting your name on everything. Yeah, That's like obviously. what everybody does. Yeah. Um, uh, it's one of the ones that you had to have like that special tape for uh-huh. that. Like when you push the, the, you had to like twist it around to the correct letter and then you push the button and it makes a 3D um, like little punch of the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one and I suspect it is probably still at my parents house <laughs> it was clear and neon and it was really cool wow yeah so anyway um patty and someone give him that <laughs> they have to explain to him what it is uh-huh. they're like it's a label maker we have one at home before we got it i was always finding patty's stubble in my leg grazer uh-huh. <laughs> which like we are like solidly in canon that patty and selma do not shave their legs very often. Yes. Um, yes. That, uh, that, is, that has been established. Those yellow drumsticks. This, yes, by this point. <laughs> so um, um, anyways, uh, Bart goes through a couple of more gifts. You know what he does, though? He labels it, but it says, this bites. Yeah, yes. He does not label it, 
label maker, which I feel like everybody else would do <laughs> if they got a label maker, which I have a label maker and I labeled it label maker. <laughs> so. Um, so he's continuing to go through his gifts and there are a couple of you know, other crappy gifts. One of them actually is a cactus mm-hmm. and uh, B- Bart uh, is... I'm sorry. Bart, Bart is at the end of the table, and Homer from the other end of the table says, "Bart, I think you'll. Th- I bet you think nothing's going to top that cactus. Well, check out my present." Bart takes the present and opens it. It's the microphone, uh-huh. and he just pushes it to his side and, and goes like, next. next. <laughs> yeah, and then um, Martin. Here comes Martin. Um, he says, "Bart, I've noticed your birthday presents are a poor crop at best. I hope this turns the tide." And he opens the present, and it's an outfit that. It's exactly like what Martin has on. Yes, he's got a little, a little blue blazer and a little, a little blue hat or a little hat, a little blue blazer. And Patty and Summer are like, oh, that's just gorgeous. <laughs> and then Martin's like, well, now we can be twins. That's right. Um, so, so um, Bart here, it, like this reminded me of a birthday party that I had at my house. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I got a gift from somebody, which was like a play set of some kind, uh, like, like, I don't know, like a spaceship or something. And uh, I opened it up, and it was one that I already had. Mm. And being a little kid, I said, I already have one of these. <laughs> My mother was like, be polite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so poor Bart. Uh, he's having a rough time. Although yeah. I feel like he's being a little bit of a shit because he should be grateful. That's right. Um, <laughs> so That's right. Anyway, then um, – we cut back to the Simpsons house and uh-huh. they pan through the kitchen and everything has been labeled property of Bart Simpson. Yep. Uh, to the point that uh, he walks up to Santa's little helper and puts the label property of Bart Simpson on there. Yes. Uh, Homer goes to the fridge and opens it up and he laments because he says, oh, there's only one beer left and it's Bart's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he asks Bart, he says, how's that microphone working? And Bart says, fine. And then you pan back and it, and Bart has put the microphone box in the window to hold the window open. Yes. <laughs> um. So uh, Homer Homer is disappointed. We get a doe here. And he says, listen, boy, this is a great invention. Watch. And he tries to do what the commercial does. We got a great big convoy mm-hmm. rocking through the night. And, and they're singing this on Lisa's radio. Yeah, <laughs> poor Lisa is upstairs trying to, I don't know, do homework or whatever. Uh-huh. And she's it's screeching and... The, the sound quality is just terrible. Mm-hmm. So she's like, quit it. And then. And then they go down to, and they start annoying Marge mm-hmm. by singing through her radio. And she says, I can't understand you with all that distortion. As I recall, that was a big issue with. Yeah. These. Yeah. These the, kinds like, of things. Distortion and just like awful, like squealing of speakers. Yeah. And yeah. So, um. Then Bart goes back up to his room. He's like, oh, what a crappy birthday. And mm-hmm. then Marge comes in and she, she's, Marge is being Marge here. She's like, you know, Bart, I don't think this is such a bad present. She's talking about the microphone. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you shouldn't talk into it as loud as your father does. <laughs> and then she tests it out and she's like, oh, do I really sound like that? And then Bart is encouraged by this. He says, hey, it does work. I, uh, um, She's like, yeah, I bet you could have a lot of fun with this. Uh, why don't you go show your father? Mm-hmm. 
So Homer is downstairs. He is getting some ice cream out of the freezer. It's Neapolitan ice cream. Mm -hmm. And he looks at the box and goes, mmm, chocolate. And opens it up, and all the chocolate <laughs> has been eaten. The vanilla and the strawberry has Are been all left still alone. there, yeah. Uh -huh. Did you did you do this? Did you eat one flavor at a time out of these? You know, I don't ever remember having Neapolitan ice cream in the house except for birthdays. Uh-huh. And then I feel like, you know, there was enough people around that they that other people would want vanilla or, or strawberry and not and it wouldn't just be like one flavor gone. Yeah, we, yeah, we um would get those the same for birthday parties mm -hmm. and it was always like, which flavor do you want? It's never like, I'm going to do a scoop across scoop yeah, like, on these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always went um, parallel with the flavor, never perpendicular. That's right. Yeah. Um, and when I was little, I did not like chocolate ice cream. And so I would eat the vanilla. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I've, I've always liked vanilla the most. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, I guess I didn't like strawberry really very much either when I was, when I was little. We would eat. I would eat Briar's vanilla ice cream. That's what I liked. <laughs> well, um, now we got the Publix around the corner, That's and right. that is the best. If ice cream. If you got a Publix near you, y'all, and you have not tried their their ice cream, you you should. Even their the frozen yogurt is delicious. Yeah, very yeah. good flavors. Uh, high high quality stuff. It goes on sale regularly. It sure does. Yes. So, anyways, uh, Homer opens up the. Box of Neapolitan, the chocolate's gone. Dope. So he grabs another box of Neapolitan, opens it up. Mmm, chocolate. Oh, the chocolate's gone. Dope. And so he says, Marge, we need some more vanilla chocolate and strawberry ice cream. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I'll get some at the store tomorrow. And uh, then that satisfies him. Yep. He closes the freezer and, and goes back. Um, then Bart is wreaking havoc. He, uh, The radio in the kitchen starts going off, and he's like, people of Earth. This is Bartron, commander of the Martian invasion forces. Your planet is in our hands. A, Resistance is useless. Yeah, a, a a little nod, I think, to War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, and Orson Welles? Yeah, Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, uh, in the 30s. Yeah, so apparently, like, a woman who used to go to my church, or who went to my church, um, was at the same college I went to when that aired, and apparently it was mayhem on really? campus because mm -hmm, people believed it and that's, they were freaking out that's so crazy like i mean i i i, I mean I, I just yeah i mean it's just it's it's crazy to me that 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 resulted in such a huge deal but it did like yeah they they definitely believed well, I mean, think about it. It's it, it. The same stuff happens today. People believe that, like you know, I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I think the the quick answer is that people believe whatever they see on the internet. Yeah, yeah, but like with radio, you don't have the visual. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm trying to figure out when um this aired. Uh, that's not right. Not 1977. No, I don't think that's it. It was oh 1938. <laughs> Yeah, so people were people were listening to it, and they were like, "Oh shit, this is actually happening." It's not like they had a visual television to watch uh -huh. at that time, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, I and I guess it was pretty unprecedented. Um, I, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Like when I was a little kid, I think maybe around first grade or second grade, like they told us about that event, mm -hmm. and like I, even as a little kid, I was like. 
really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a, a good dose of skepticism is is good for anybody. I suppose so. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the naivete of the 30s, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I... I, I wouldn't necessarily call this like an instance here, like with the War of the Worlds uh, situation, like a confirmation bias, but like with confirmation bias, yeah. like anything is possible. Well, and like on a college campus, one person goes into hysterics. I feel like, you know, that's going to catch and just cause a ripple effect. So like, um, anyway, so Bart is, uh, is here uh, playing this prank on Homer. Yeah. And Homer buys into it. Totally. Yes, yes. And we then see Bart in his room on his bed, uh, continuing to play the prank. And Homer walks, runs by mm-hmm. with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> and he hears Bart, and he's like, ah, "Why you little?" And uh-huh. then he starts choking him. And he goes, "Wait a minute. Does this mean you like my present?" And Bart, he's like, "Uh huh." And so uh, Homer lets him go and gives him a hug. And he's like, "All right, just promise me you won't play any more practical jokes." I promise. Yeah. Um. So then, but in the same breath as he's as he says, "I promise," he puts the label "Property of Bart Simpson" on Homer's butt. <laughs> yes. Um, so then we cut to Marge putting Maggie to, to bed, mm-hmm. and Maggie goes, "Mama, Mama," and Marge is just thrilled. She's like, "Maggie, you talked. Can you say Mama again?" And then Mag, quote unquote, Maggie goes, "Sorry, lady, show's over." And it's of course Bart with uh-huh. his with his little microphone and then the next scene uh lisa and janie are in lisa's room talking about uh talking about boys lisa says i dreamt dreamed that i was married to Corey and we lived on a pony farm and Corey was always walking around with his shirt off yeah they were reading a magazine um and and uh, she starts telling her about that and then millhouse and bart are listening in and just thinking that's very funny yep um next we cut to mrs Kravopel's room and um, Mrs. Kerbopple sits down behind her desk and there's a loud fart noise and Bart quickly hides the microphone in his desk and he's like, Mrs. Kerbopple, that was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, both Milhouse and Nelson congratulate Bart on that prank because they thought it was very funny. Yes. Nelson comes in with the well done old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then we're continuing the pranks. So, uh, Rod the, and Todd. This one was this one was funny to are, me. Are listening to the radio and or sitting or maybe they're just sitting next to the radio, and all of a sudden the voice of God comes over. Rod, Todd, this is God. How did you get on the radio? What do you mean how did I get on the radio? I created the universe, stupid kids. And they fall to their knees uh, in a prayer in a prayer yeah, stance. Yeah, um, one of whichever one didn't speak earlier says, "Please forgive my brother." Todd. Spoke first. Okay. The older one, right? And then Rod says, forgive my brother. Yeah. Uh, We believe you. And then um, Bart's like, uh, talk is cheap. Perhaps a test of faith. Uh, Perhaps a test of thy faith. Walk through that wall. Mm -hmm. And I will remove it for you. And then. And Todd gets up and runs straight into the wall. And then Bart says, later. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he thinks that's very funny. So then they ask, what do you want from us? And he says, I have a job for thee. Bring forth all the cookies from your kitchen and leave them on the Simpsons porch. But those cookies belong to our parents. Look, do you want a happy God or a vengeful God? Happy God, they say. Then quit flapping your lips and make with the cookies. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. So then we cut to uh, the schoolyard. Mm -hmm. Um, Willie's polishing his tractor. 
I think this is the first time we've seen his Willy tractor. Yeah. The one that has his name on it. Yeah. I yes, I would uh I do believe that is correct. So Bart's whistling, he's got a little rope tied around the radio, he's lowering it down to the well, and oh, wouldn't you know, he drops it. Uh-huh. And now that it's down at the bottom of the well, he's like, All right. So he's like, Help, help. And it sounds like he's stuck down in the bottom of the well. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie hears this. And he says, sound like troubles are brewing at the old well. And then he goes over and he looks down and Bart continues with the, pr- the prank. He's like, please help me. I fell down the well. Um, Willie's like, I'll get help. Um, a little nip of courage. He, of course, takes out a flask, drinks it. And um, he he runs over to get onto. <laughs> he runs over to get his tractor. Yeah. He runs across a. A road with rushing cars, yeah. gets the tractor, and then pulls out in front of the cars and, and is moving all, all very the, slowly. Yeah. And all the car all the cars are having to swerve around him, which is very funny. I I was uh I remember some years ago, if you can hear that, that is not snoring up a storm. Yeah. Uh some years ago I heard a story about some man who like needed to get back to see his wife or needed to get to see his wife or family member or something, and she was a long way away and he rode a lawnmower the whole way <laughs> and like In being told this story, the point was, like, look at how much this man really cared about this person. But, like, now as an older person, I'm just like, surely, surely there was a better way that you could have gotten (laughs) over there. Like, even if you can't drive, surely somebody, some way could have helped you to get there a lot faster and probably saved a lot more gas. So, I have a story related to this. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I have two, actually. So, my grandpa... Uh, used to he had a John Deere tractor uh-huh. and he would ride his John Deere from our ho- from his house uh-huh. to our house to mow our lawn every now and then mm-hmm. like during the summer you know we were busy whatever and they lived down the road yeah, yeah it was not a far drive he used to do the same and go to my aunt's house who lived on one of the busiest streets in town yeah <laughs> I don't know I, like we never saw him doing it but he definitely did it. So uh, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> my second story relates to some kids who went to my high school who perhaps were not the brightest of the bunch. Uh-huh. Um, had some issues. It was, uh, uh, there was two of them. One was the older one. One was younger, obviously. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they lived in, the sh- in a street near my house mm-hmm. uh, or they lived on the street near my house and <laughs> every now and then you would see them on a on a lawnmower a riding lawnmower uh-huh. but they had tricked it out with like a car battery <laughs> so it was super fast oh my god <laughs> and they would drive around like it was like a vehicle it was oh god it was so funny and like uh they were very entertaining but not necessarily in a good way. Uh-huh. Like they would do shit that was just really stupid and like get in trouble for it. Um, but yeah, they used to ride their lawnmower around with their with the car battery attached, and they they were flying. So like, like, like down the road. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I thought maybe like they were like trying to super fast like mow the yard. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were using it as a mode of transportation. Oh, good. Yeah. It, like this, this, these, these are the same kids that like. We would have like Spirit Week, and um, 
uh, it was like a fundraiser. So like you would collect change and like, uh-huh. you know, for each cent you got a point or whatever. Well, my friend, my friend was carrying the jar for our class to wherever they were counting the money. And like one of them ran up, <laughs> ran up beside him and like punched it out of his hands and like picked it up and ran away with it. <laughs> and like, my friend was just so shocked. He's like, I don't know what just happened, but so-and-so just like punched the jar out of my hand and ran away with it. <laughs> then there was one day, there was a lot of seagulls on our track and, and they, the kid, this was mean, but the kids encouraged him to go out and get rid of the seagulls. So he like was running around the track with a stick. Just like, <laughs> yeah, but, but wow. the, the lawnmower, the lawnmower thing was really funny. That's too bad they didn't have like spinning rims on it or something. You know, maybe they did, and I just don't remember. But I, I remember because like the battery wouldn't fit into the the body of the lawnmower, uh-huh. so they had like somehow attached it to the hood, and like had oh, the wow. wires coming up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, it was. They were wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone has a talent, I guess. Yeah. It, it, well, they. I wonder what they're doing now because my God, it it was. So uh, Bart has tricked Willie, and Willie has driven Sorry. his lawnmower down. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, we're back at the Simpsons' house, but at the exterior, uh, or the interior, and they, Homer's looking out the window, and people are rushing by the house. They open up the door, and uh, I believe it's Jasper who says, some poor kid fell down a well. Bart is excited about this because it means that his prank is really going well. And so he continues. The crowd has gathered around the well, he says, my name is Timmy O'Toole. I just turned 10 years old. Uh, uh, Wiggum says, where are your parents? I have no family. I tried to enroll in school, but your principal Skinner turned me away because of my shabby clothes. <laughs> Skinner proclaims he's a liar, but it doesn't matter. The crowd boos him anyway. I have an update. I found one of them on Facebook. His profile picture is him sitting uh, in a U-Haul. Uh, like in a U-Haul office smoking a cigarette and all of his friends are like sexy bot ladies. So oh. that, that checks out. <laughs> okay. That, that seems about right. So um, we uh, then see Kent Brockman who is doing a newscast of course. And he notes that the circumference of the well is 34 inches. So unfortunately not one member of our city's police force is slender enough to rescue the boy. I just need to point out here that 34 inches in circumference is a pretty small hole. Yeah. Uh, it is not the size that they depict here because a child could not lay sideways in a 34 inch. True. Uh, in a 34 inch True. hole. Uh, in circumference, that is. I think maybe what they meant was like diameter. That would be a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Diameter. Uh-huh. Um, sorry. It took me a minute to remember which was which. Uh <laughs> Uh, you, what you couldn't see there was Caitlin was drawing an imaginary <laughs> circle with her pen, and then she did like the line through the circle. And I was like, "That's diameter. This is circumference." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get a good like as Ken Brockman is uh, reporting. You see, is it Eddie? No, it's yeah, it's Eddie. Like, is at this food truck that happened to show up at the well. Uh huh. And then we see Wiggum t- pep talking the the squad, and he's like, "By God, men, you're a bunch of marshmallows," because they are all eating donuts from this truck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
black-haired Wiggum here, by the way. Yes, he is. Yeah. And they say, well, why don't you go, Chief? And he says, well, I'm too f- Starts to say fat, but uh-huh. then he re- replaces it with important. Important. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Kent continues to speak. Although the well is too dark to see the boy, Timmy has told us his foot is trapped under a rock. Thus, any attempt to pull him up would snap him like a twig. He then snaps a twig. Yeah. In desperation, the city is considering more unorthodox solutions. Yeah. So, uh, one of them is sending a bird, a, a falcon. It looks like a bald eagle. Yeah. Down the well. And he's like, the man is like, um, grasping the child firmly in his talons, Socrates here will fly him to safety. And then he he lets him go and he just flies away. Hey, if we ever win the Powerball, can we get into falconing? No. <laughs> Why not? That is, I don't, I don't like birds. I don't like big birds That's like true. That. Caitlin doesn't like birds. You don't like birds at all. I like, <laughs> you like to look at them from I far like away. I like watching them, but I do not fly around me. Because it freaks me out. We went to Bush Gardens in Tampa on our honeymoon, and they had like a bird walkthrough, and I don't think Caitlin had a very good time. I did not have a good time. Well, and then they gave you like little cups of stuff Nectar that you something. could yeah, feed them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be brave and do this. Because I, I was feeling high because I had just fed the kangaroo and petted it. <laughs> and so I went, and then, we, the- and then we saw the gorilla, and it was just like euphoria. Got the zoophoria. Zoo- <laughs> zoophoria? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then I went to the aviary, and that was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like them when they fly around me. You know, it's like animals can sense if you don't want them to be around. Like if you are allergic to cats, like you know when you walk into a room, the cats are coming at you. Yeah, you know Leo is going to launch himself at you if you yeah. come to our house. Like we have a couple of friends who are allergic to cats and if they come into the house, the cat will ignore everyone but them. Yeah. And this was exactly the same case in this in this bird walkthrough. Like I was like trying to get the birds to come to me. And like I think at one point you had like four birds yeah, on you. Yeah, I then, like <laughs> I gave you my cup because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> she was like, here you do this and she walked. Yeah. Out. It was I not a good time. I just don't like stuff flying around my head. That's all. Or animatronics. Thank God they weren't animatronic birds. That would have been terrible. Oh man. Yeah. Well, birds aren't real, so they probably were. That's uh, true. They're just little robots. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Socrates does not actually uh, go he, down to grab the boy. He, he does just a bad flies job. off. He does a bad job. Then there is a fisherman who's wearing a nice-looking sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, uh, with this hook and this hunk of chocolate, I'll land your boy and I'll clean him for free. Then Professor Frank comes in. And he says, although we can't reach the boy, we can freeze him with liquid nitrogens, nitrogen so that future generations can rescue him. <laughs> And he demonstrates. And then he has like this suction cup that he like pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> the ice cube with the kid inside, uh, which doesn't seem like a great idea, but good try. So then we cut to the Simpsons uh, in their living room. They're mm-hmm. eating TV dinners. They're watching this on TV. Yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. assumed. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're, they're praying, they're having their blessing before they eat their TV dinner. And Marge says, Dear Lord, before we peel the foil back from your bounty, we ask that you watch over little Timmy O'Toole trapped in that well. Bart starts to laugh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what's wrong with you? Uh, and Homer then says, Yeah, that Timmy is a real hero. Lisa says, What do you mean, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> says, Well, he fell down a well and can't get out. How does that make him a hero? Well, it's well, more than you more did. Than you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... The entire time this was like unfolding, I was like, when was baby Jessica? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know of that situation, but I don't know it. Baby Jessica happened happened in 1987. Okay. So I feel like this may be like a direct, like, 
because it was like a media circus, right? Yeah. So I feel like this may be a direct like kind of parody of that. Um, I have a, I have a very important question here. Okay. Have you ever eaten a TV dinner that you actually made in the oven? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I've never had a TV dinner that's had foil on it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Th- I mean, I remember like that Swanson used to... When I was young, they still would have them with the foil mm-hmm. on them. And the, the trays would be foil too. Mm-hmm. But... By the time that I like would from time to time have a TV dinner, like kid cuisine, like a kid maybe. cuisine, that was plastic for sure, yeah. microwave, um, and like even when I got a little bit older and I was like, I don't need a hunger man dinner. <laughs> uh, it was all like microwave. I don't think that I have ever eaten. A they TV always dinner. have the instructions for cooking in the oven on them. But yeah. nobody ever does that, or at least I've never had that. Yeah, and I wonder if it's, I wonder if like the fried chicken is better out of the oven. I think I seem to recall, like vaguely recall it, uh, having a, watching a YouTube video about somebody trying them in different ways. Well, yeah, you watch that channel, The Wolf Pit. Oh, he, yeah. He, he, yeah, will he, make, would do he will do it both ways and, and That's give right. a review. That's right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Old Wolf Pit. <laughs> Poor guy, his hands are so messed I up. I know. Now. He, the, it's it's a it's a Wolf W O L F E pit, and it's like a cooking channel. And I started watching him like in my early days of barbecue because he was doing like uh, pulled pork and that kind of stuff. Uh, but he he does other things too. Like he does a lot of like Dollar Tree food or yeah he'll, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and he'll go through like the ingredients and whatnot. It's fairly entertaining. But the poor guy, like. His hands. He's got. There's something going on with him. Yeah, he must have like MS or something. He has. He has talked about it before, and I, he has said what's going on before, but I don't remember what it is. But he, like, he can't like use his hands very well, mm-hmm. and so like he breaks out the uh, plastisu is what he calls it, plastic cutlery, and like like he has to like hold the knife in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, if you if you enjoy that sort of thing, check him out. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, that being said, we uh, are watching uh, Kent on the TV and. Uh, finally, Channel 6 own Krusty the Clown has gathered members of the entertainment community who normally steer clear of fashionable causes <laughs> for a video called We're Sending Our Love Down the Well. This is a We Are the World, we are the world reference. Yep. Yeah. So we uh, see Krusty. He's being interviewed. I wanted to do something to help that boy. So I called my good friend Sting. He said, Krusty, when do you need me? I said, Thursday. He said, I'm busy Thursday. I said, what about Friday? He said, Friday's worse than Thursday. Then he said, what about Saturday? I said, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we learned that Sting used to open for Krusty in 1969. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, Sting Kr- says, in fact, he fired me, as I recall. Right. Yeah, so and then um, he says, uh, this isn't about show business. This is about a kid down a hole or something. Uh-huh. And we've all got to do what we can. Then we cut to the image of, or to the uh, video of them singing that uh-huh. very much we are the world. Yeah. And there's lots of celebrities involved here, but I yes. wanted to point something out here. We saw Willie's uh, tractor, I think, for the first time. Yes. And here, I think we hear Sideshow Mel sing for the first this time. This is the first episode in which Sideshow Mel speaks, period. Oh, okay, great. Yes. So, like... We are seeing like some introduction into canon here because Sideshow Mill sings opera, uh-huh. and here he is. Yeah. He's singing very well. Yeah, so let's talk about who is here singing. I, I knew that you wanted to do this. Yes. So, so we have Sting. Uh-huh. We have Sideshow Mel. Uh-huh. We have Rainier Wolfcastle. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yes. We have the Daredevil. What's his name? I can't remember. Rex. Uh, no. No. 
Oh, uh, fuck. It's um, Bartha Daredevil. Um, so, uh, Princess Cashmere is here. Did you say her? No, not yet. Mayor Quimby is here. Yeah. Uh, Bleeding Gums is here. There is a woman in this, I guess it's a blue color dress. Uh, yeah, I don't know I don't who know, she is. I don't know who that is. Scott Christensen. Scott Christensen is there. Troy McClure is there. Yeah, and um, oh, fuck, there's that guy up in the corner. I don't know who he is. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know who that is. Lance either. Murdoch. Lance Murdoch. Rex. What did I get that I, from? I don't know. Oh, and the uh, Capital City goofball. Uh-huh. Speaking of the Capital yes. City Yes, and uh, did you say Sting was in there? Yes. I mean, he obviously is because yes. he was being interviewed. Yeah, so there's lots of good bleeding gums. Um, Lots of good folks in the in the mm-hmm. studio recording. So, uh, and they're singing the song. It's, it's obviously very close and reminiscent to... Uh, we are the world. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back to the interview with Krusty. So what are your plans for the royalties? And he goes, well, we got to pay for promotion, shipping, distribution. You know, those limos ba- out back, they aren't free. Yeah. And whatever is left, we'll throw down the well. Yeah. So I don't know if this was like a scandal with We Are the World or what, like that it actually turned out not to be a great. Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so then we cut to the well. Mm-hmm. The, uh, really not the well. It's the area around the well, which has become... A, a circus. A literal circus. This is um, a... Carnival, I guess is this a is a. This is a um, Mr. Burns is an alien in the woods situation. Yes, it is. It, I, I was going to go more chili cook-off situation, but you are correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like something's happening and everybody is profiting from it. Yes. So someone's walking around with quote-unquote authentic Timmy O'Toole baby teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's selling a t-shirt that says, I survived Timmy O'Toole getting trapped in the well. That would be a very funny shirt just to wear around to see would who would get it. Just, just to see who would get it. Uh, I yeah. Have I told you before like about the No Ma'am shirt? Oh, You've seen God. the No Ma'am shirt, the white shirt that says No Ma'am on it. And uh, it's, fr- it's, it's, a, it's a group from Married with Children that Al Bundy and some of the men in the show mm. join and it stands for the national organization of men against Amazonian masterhood. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I used to wear that shirt around and I think most people just thought that I was anti-feminist. Yeah. But like every so often somebody would be like, Oh my God, no ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and I and like, so like those moments kind of made it worth it. But like the notion that I hated women was kind of weighing a yeah, little more. Yeah, not a great, <laughs> so. not a great. I don't think I ever saw you wear that. I would have made you stay. <laughs> Just like I made you. Uh, Kate, Caitlin stole one of the best shirts out of my out of my closet, and it was a little man with a mustache <laughs> and it said "Fiesta in mis pantalones." <laughs> I was not thinking of that shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can have it back. I just use it to dye my hair. Yeah, it's got her hair dyed all over <laughs> it now. Um, no, I was thinking of the shirt that had the bow on it that said... God's gift to women? Yeah. Oh, no, so it, said, it had a it tag. Said, it said two, two women, women from, from God. God. <laughs> yeah, that shirt has been retired. <laughs> I thought that shirt was very funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, uh, the, the, the carnival is rolling and, uh, people are, you know, there's a big crowd and then we cut to an itchy and scratchy cartoon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, unsurprisingly, uh, it's centered around a well and mm-hmm. essentially we see itchy, uh, pretending to unalive himself, mm-hmm. uh, and scratchy jumps into the well to save him. Itchy has hung out on the wall and scratchy falls to the bottom 
and the ghost of Scratchy or the angel of Scratchy mm-hmm. uh, comes back up, and Itchy then shoots him in the head, and he falls down presumably to hell. Lisa is laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and at the end, it is dedicated to Timmy O'Toole. Oh, I didn't. And we I, even get I a little. Yep, we even get a little awe from yeah. Lisa after that. Yeah. So then Bart it, it, it comes into the shot, and he is trying to get the microphone out of uh, Santa's, Santa's little helper's yeah. mouth, who is growling. Yeah, and so he's telling him to drop it. And then on the TV, uh, they cut to a special report for for Channel 6. Um, and uh-huh. Kent Brockman's there with Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yep. He says, disturbing news from down the old town well, where young Timmy O'Toole has apparently taken a turn for the worse. And then you hear... The growling sounds. Ah, 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 ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from the well. Dr. Monroe is trying to provide an answer here. He says, mm-hmm. it's very simple, Kent. The child is reverting to a feral or wolf-like state. Here's an artist's conception. That's an artist's conception. Of, yes. Yeah. Uh, and Lisa immediately puts this together. Uh-huh. And uh, she, this is, yeah, this is when the the show is over. Um, she says, Bart, I was, uh, Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, uh, Bart is talking as Timmy. Yes, so he gets saying, he gets the microphone away from Santa's little helper. And yeah. She sees him, and Bart sees her seeing him. And he's uh-huh. like, uh, I was trying to gnaw off my foot, but uh, I couldn't get through my sock. Good night, everybody. Yeah, and then, and then this is when Lisa says, Bart Simpson, the thought of that boy trapped in a well brought out the kindness and love of the entire community. When they find out you've been fooling him, them, they're going to... Um, want to cut up, cut you up with rusty razors. She calls him Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and he says, "Oh yeah. Well, how are they going to find out?" She goes, "The police will catch you sooner or later. The police. They couldn't catch a co- cold." And she says, "Maybe not, but I bet you're stupid enough to have left a property of Bart Simpson label on that radio." And that's when it all comes crumbling down for Bart. That's right. We He's- see the we 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 see the camera pull away from him and then pan or, or shoot to the spot where the well is down the well and sure enough right there on the on the radio yep. is property of Bart Simpson. Yep. Uh meanwhile, uh, Lou and Eddie are reading Cinderella to Timmy O'Toole. Uh-huh. And they're like, "Oh, I think he's asleep." So they go to get some coffee. Uh and then Bart comes along and he is trying to retrieve the radio yep so he ties a rope around a stump and he starts to rappel down the wall of the well yep but as eddie and lou come back eddie notices the rope and he goes oh i almost tripped over this thing yep. he loosens the rope and then bart falls, falls down, down the well karma karma's a bitch bart <laughs> that's right uh so he um he is bummed he's like oh what did i do to deserve this uh-huh. and then he starts yelling for help he fell down the well, and then Lou and Eddie are like, well, tell us something we don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, my name is Bart Simpson. And um, they're they're like, well, what are you doing down there? And he's like, look, I'll level with you. There is no Timmy O'Toole. It was just a prank I was playing on everybody. Um, and then they're like, well, you sure fooled us. And he's like, um, and then they say, hey, I got an idea for a prank. Let's go home and go to sleep. So they're like, yep. fuck you, Bart. <laughs> yep. We're leaving. So anyways, they leave. Mm-hmm. And But I guess they don't go home to go to sleep. They end up going over to the Simpson house because Eddie and Lou are there. And he says, I'm afraid, or Lou says, I'm afraid your son is trapped down the well. 
Uh, Homer says, you must think we're the worst parents in the world. And Eddie <laughs> responds, yeah, that's pretty much the feeling down at the station. <laughs> kind of insinuating that this is not Bart's first run-in with yeah. the cops. Uh, so then Homer goes to the well the next day. He's like, don't worry, son. Um, just because you're trapped in a hole doesn't mean that you can't live a rich and full life. He has brought several things for Bart, uh, yes. one of which is an alarm clock. Yeah, an alarm <laughs> clock. His crusty doll uh-huh. and a fish tank. Yes, and with fish with fish in a little plastic bag. Yeah, um, so he throws the crusty doll down. Um, Bart Bart's not having it, uh, and uh, he he starts back talking to Homer, and Homer's like, "Don't make me come down there." And then Bart says, "Like to see a fit," and so then it <laughs> <laughs> and he tries, but yeah. he is he is too fat. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh. They, uh, er, people are, are are now like well aware that Bart is in uh, inside, and yeah. uh, e- there are even two old ladies who walk by, and one says, "I like the other boy. He was so polite." Yeah. <laughs> so Marge is pleading with the police. What are you going to do to save my baby boy? Wiggum says, "Well, yeah, well, ma'am, we've located a piece of machinery in Shreveport, Louisiana, that could pop him out lickety split." Why don't you get it? I'm afraid we've got a budget problem, Mrs. Simpson. Your boy picked a bad time to fall down a well. And had he done it at the start of the fiscal year, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she's like, you're telling me my si- the city won't pay to get a boy out of a well. And they, <laughs> and then he says, well, they would have done it for Timmy. People love that little guy. But your son, well, he kind of played us all for a bunch of saps. Yep. Uh, then we go back to Kent Brockman. Yep. So it seems we've been the victims of a cruel hoax perpetuated by a 10-year-old hooligan. The time has come for finger pointing, and most of them are squarely aimed at the boy's parents. Uh, Homer and Marge are on are on the screen with him. They're alive, and he says, "Well, it's not our fault. We didn't want the boy. He was an accident." Yeah, that's Homer talking. Uh huh. Marge is like Homer, and then he's like, "Oh, can you edit that part out?" And then Kent Brockman says, "No, Mr. Simpson, we're live from coast to coast." Dope. <laughs> yeah, Spring man, the Springfield uh, station has a far reach. Yeah, sure does. Yeah. So uh, then we cut to the schoolyard, and Janie and a couple of the other girls are doing a, a jump rope. Uh, one plus one is three. Uh, one plus one plus three is five. Little Bart Simpson's buried alive. He's so neat. He's so sweet. Now the rats have Bart to eat. Yeah, and Lisa hears this, and she's not happy. Yep. Uh, they apologize. Lisa and, leaves. <laughs> yeah, Lisa walks away, and then they're like, how many days until Bart croaks? One, and then, two, yeah. three, four, yep. Yeah. So, uh, then we cut to who is supposed to be clearly Casey Kasem, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and uh, he's doing the number one countdowns. He's the new number one hit is I Do Believe We're Naked by Funky C, Funky Do. Nice callback to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, um, which replaces We're Sending Our Love Down the Well, which plunges down to number 97. Woo. Yeah, yikes. And then we see uh, Mayor Quimby standing at a podium delivering a speech. He says, ever since I called for a rescue of that Simpson lad, I've taken a lot of heat. So I am flip-flopping. I say, let him stay down there. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> cheering. The crowd is excited for that. Yeah, um, and then we cut to Dave Shutton uh, writing on a laptop in uh-huh. his car. And Another his ca- laptop. His, <laughs> yeah, his car phone rings. His literal car phone, the phone that is attached to the car. And he's like, yeah, shut in here. Now that's a story. And then he like zooms off and just doesn't care about the story anymore. Did you ever have an actual car phone? Yes, my dad did. He did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uncle well, did. Well, my mom did too. My mom had a car phone, but it wasn't attached to the car. It was like in a case. 
So like if yeah. you really wanted to, you could carry it around with you. It like yeah. So like the one that my uncle had was also in like a zip case. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not sure why <laughs> he had it. Like he never went anywhere. Like <laughs> it was always they just. But he he is always like at least for many years he was like the person who wanted to have like the technology first. Mm-hmm. So like if you remember his, uh, have you seen his house? It has. We've driven by it before. Yeah, it has a huge like satellite, like the big satellite dish on it, and he got that big satellite dish because he wanted to have a satellite, you know, before they were like convenient, right? (laughs) Uh, So, anyways, uh, uh, Shutton is is, uh, and he's 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 he's, he picks up his phone and he says, "That's the story." Off he goes, Mm -hmm. and we we then get the story. The story is popped up on a newspaper, and it's that he found a squirrel. Oh, a squirrel that looks like Abraham Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Yes. Very funny. The squirrel did not look that much like Abraham Lincoln, but that's okay. I thought okay. he looked pretty much like him. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Bart. No, I'm sorry. We cut to Marge and Homer showing up at the well. They're talking to Bart. Uh, Marge has made him a sweater. Uh, I made you an extra warm sweater so you can wear it while you're down the well. Mm-hmm. He puts it on. It's too big. Um, and says- <laughs> Don't worry. You'll grow into it. <laughs> so... Um, then Bart is, is really starting to lament here, right? Yeah, Bart's like, oh, I've done a lot of bad stuff through the years. I guess now I'm paying the price, but there's so many things I'll never get a chance to do, mm-hmm. like smoke a cigarette, yep. use a fake ID, and shave a swear word into his hair. Yep. <laughs> and Homer has had enough. H- hearing Bart actually start to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I can stands, and I can't stands no more. Thanks, Popeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get you out of there myself. He takes a shovel and he starts to dig. And then we see Willie. <laughs> Willie turns and, and he says, he says, now why didn't I think of that? So he goes into his shed. Gets his shovel, who's yep. named Agnes. Yep. And he goes, Agnes, we've got work to do. And this is when we learn Willie is extremely ripped. Yes, he pulls, he, he tears takes his off, off his shirt. Yep. He's got like the six pack going, the muscles. And so he and Homer are digging a hole. That's right. So presumably the idea is to dig down next to the well and eventually mm-hmm. be able to get Bart out that way. You know what they needed? They needed Mr. Burns' slant mining. The slant yeah, drilling the company. Drill. Yes, they, good idea. Yeah, yeah. I did not think about that. Yeah. So uh, anyways, um, we cut back to Kent doing a special. This is Kent Brotman with a special bulletin. The Lincoln squirrel has been assassinated. <laughs> so, He's like, we'll stay with the story all night if we have to. Yep. But then we get a callback to the earlier part of the episode where Jasper and others are rushing past the Simpson house. Mm-hmm. Lisa opens the door. What's going on? Jasper says, it's an old-fashioned hole digging. By God, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we cut to... The mine. The, yeah. Yeah, the, the mine. The, like they've, they've made some pretty decent progress yeah they've put like some buttresses in and <laughs> yeah yeah so like mo is there apu is there uh yeah that's crusty so they're all <laughs> they're all digging away and then apu realizes that the canary in the cage is dead yes. and he's like ah oh, the canary and they go gas get out of the hole and, and they, so all, they run all run out <laughs> screaming and dr hibbert's there and he's like gentlemen this canary died of natural causes and they're like okay back in the hole and run screaming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i have i have to ask this because i just don't know uh-huh is the canary in the coal mine the phrasing does that mean that this is just indicative of something else so the way I understand the whole canary in the coal mine is that they used to lower canaries down with him because the canary would die of, I, 
I don't know if it was like carbon monoxide or natural gas yeah. or whatever. And so that would be their indicator that there was danger and they needed to leave. Right. But I mean like the phrase, if yeah. you say that's the canary in the coal mine, uh-huh. is that intended to mean that, it, that this thing that you're talking about is indicative of something else? I just, I would assume that it's like a warning. Right. So like, <laughs> how would you use it in a sentence? Be like, oh, that tornado siren was the real canary in the coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking so like, for some high-level thinking right now, and I am just not capable. No, of what it. I'm so like here. Here is how I imagine that it is used. Okay. So like, if you say, oh, um, okay, so we have just experienced a significant drop in stocks. Right. Uh-huh. In this particular stock, we'll just say Twitter stock. Right. And uh, and if somebody were to say, well, when Elon fired all of those employees, that was the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. OK. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a foresh- it was a foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a foreshadowing of some other event. Yes. OK. I yeah, I think that's right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you can. I've use heard it. people use that phrase before, but I've never really understood like what it really. Yeah, means. Yeah, it's like an omen. Uh huh. Situation, not the devil child, but just like you know, it, there's some something's coming. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So then, <laughs> so uh, Sting is down in the mine with everybody else. Marge comes up to him. She says, "Sting, you look tired. Maybe you should take a rest." And he's like, "Not when one of my fans needs me." Okay, I I, I did my own little googling here and according to the wiktionary it says uh the the idiom canary and coal mine is something whose sensitivity to adverse conditions makes it a useful early indicator of other such conditions okay so or or something which warns of coming greater danger or trouble by deterioration of its health or welfare makes sense okay got it okay all right we're back on track we learned everybody All right, where were you? I was. <laughs> I, I was stuck I'm, talk- on that. I'm talking about Sting. Okay. And so Marge is telling him to go take a rest, and then uh, Sting says, "Not one of my only fan, or not one one of my fans is needs me essentially." Uh-huh. And then she's like, "Actually, I don't know that I've ever heard Bart play one of your." Did albums. you notice that once Bart fell down the well, Marge's hair was unkempt? No, I. It didn't. had little strands like Mm-mm. sticking out the whole time. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and That's it's funny. it's it's here in this image too. Um, Presumably because she's spending all her time at the well. I think, yeah, she's stressed mm-hmm. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, he, he digging, he's digging, Sting is digging, and he cracks open the well, and sure enough, there's there's Bart. Uh-huh. Bart goes, Sting! And then, like, they, Marge and Homer push Sting out of the way. Yeah, and they're like, and then he's like, Mom, Dad, I've missed you so much. Uh-huh. He was like, I was so scared. And then yep. Homer tells him not to worry. Um, they're going to make sure that no one else ever falls down the well again. <laughs> then we cut <laughs> to the outside of the well. Willie puts a sign into the ground and taps it in with his shovel. Yep. The sign simply says, Caution. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and that should do it. That's the end. <laughs> That's it. Yep. yep. Curtain. Lights out. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I really liked this episode. Me too. I thought I was, I thought maybe that it would, might be a down episode. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a floater. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. And like, I'm like you, I wouldn't have 
I did not put the two together. Like, I did not put, like, the premise of this episode together with the title. Yeah. So, even though I have seen it before, I didn't know that that's what we were going to watch today. Yeah, and I, well, I... I figured it out by the by the title, but I mean I've seen this a number of times. But that be, that being said, I think that this was like a dark horse episode. Yeah, yeah. Like I was not expecting a lot out of it, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I um, yeah, and it's it's like one of those episodes that like it doesn't really have a B plot. I guess you could consider like Bart's birthday being the B plot. Uh huh. But uh, you know, it just flows really well, and and everybody like it all works together yeah i think so and it, we we ended up we ended with a really good joke too that no one will make sure this never happens again yeah, and the solution and the caution is sign. not to cover the well not to fill it in yeah not it, to get rid of it it's clearly not an operational well because <laughs> yeah. there's no water in it yep but we're we're just gonna put a sign up and hope for the best that's right that's a very springfield <laughs> way of dealing with stuff like that yes it is yeah so uh i yeah i, I really like this episode um i'd be interested in like maybe you know Later on in the week, watching it again and seeing where uh-huh. I think it falls in the category of things. Yeah. Because if it's not if it's not a banger, it's pretty it's close. close. It's close to a banger. Yeah, it's pretty I close. Don't, yeah, I don't know that I would consider it a banger in this moment. So, anyways, all right. Well, we'll have to like work it into the rotation and see how it how it fares against some of the other yeah big guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was super fun. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we did this thing we do every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, hey, you know, you may as well go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Also, make sure that you are leaving, uh, that you uh, do us a favor. We really would do us a, a big favor if you'd leave us a rating, the highest rating, on that platform. And be sure to follow us on our social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. And hey, you know what? Who knows what's going to happen? Go ahead and follow us on Twitter, too, at, es- <laughs> at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. Um, you can also join our Facebook group. Group. If you'd like to enter into more discussion stuff, uh, go ahead and follow. Uh, you can answer the questions at the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. And if you'd like to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and send us one at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. I am overworking with a lot of saliva over here. <laughs> so I think maybe what I need to do is just stand up and drink some water or something. I yeah. don't know what's going on. But uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening. We'll look forward to next week. And next week is... Lisa the Greek. Lisa the Greek. Yeah. This could potentially be another Dark Horse episode because I know I, what I this know is about. I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> the goggles. I feel nothing. The goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, the I feel nothing lady. Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about it on here before? I don't know if we have or not. Uh, just very quickly, there was a Windows, uh, a Window World commercial or something like that, you know, a place that sells windows. Mm-hmm. And... As part of their like advertising in the commercial that comes on in the early morning, the man like had a lady put her hand on the on the glass, and on the other side of the glass, he like was blowing a blowtorch at it very closely, and he was like, "What do you feel?" And this lady, with speaking of dead eyes, like looks at the camera and she literally goes, "I feel nothing." <laughs> and then that was it. Like that's, that was the commercial. That's, that's it. Like what a great. <laughs> What a great commercial. Yeah. I feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. We'll look forward to Lisa the Greek next week. Make sure you follow us on social media. Thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I'm a Season Simpsons fan. I am learning. And we'll see y'all next time. So, till then, smell you later. Bye. Bye.